thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, Australia and New Zealand's Health Star food rating system has been criticised by public health researchers and lawyers from the George Institute for Global Health because salty, sugary and fatty products are scoring too highly as producers are accused of gaming the system. With the Institute's public health lawyer, Alexandra Jones, stating the system should be based on science, not vested interests. The system uses an algorithm that rates foods from 0.5 to 5 stars, assessing both risk components, such as total energy, total sugars, saturated fat and sodium, and also positive components of the foods like fiber, fruit, vegetable, nut, and legume content, and in some cases, protein. In June 2014, Australia and New Zealand adopted the Health Star Rating System, the HSR. The stated aim was to provide convenient, relevant, and readily understood nutrition information and or guidance on food packs to assist consumers to make informed food purchases and healthier eating choices. With unhealthy diets being a leading cause of death and disability globally, and Australia having some of the highest obesity rates in the world, costing more than $8.6 billion annually, it's not hard to see why. Despite initial concerns about the system related to concerns about previous similar programs, and also links between health ministers, staff and industry, trust in the HSR among the total population has steadily increased from 38% in April 2015 to 61% in July 2018. This is despite research showing that the HSR has not been proven to be associated with improved health outcomes, has no effect on the healthiness of food purchases in the real world, and that there's a low uptake by the industry, especially on the unhealthy products where it's needed the most. Other studies have shown that between 39 and 57% of the foods that should be considered discretionary, i.e. not eaten much, were able to achieve an HSR of 2.5 stars or greater, which was titled An Unacceptable Pass by the authors. Mrs. Jones of the George Institute went on to say, right now, most unhealthy products simply don't have the health star rating. In fact, some products high in salt, sugar, and fat are scoring too highly by gaming loopholes in the algorithm. They attributed the discrepancy to loopholes in the algorithm and imprecise definitions of unhealthy food and recommended changes to the way they treat sugar, protein, juices, and unpackaged fruits and vegetables. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that attempting to create a star system, it really is a noble cause. I think in an era where so many people are confused and misled by health claims on packaging, when so many people are so time poor, um, having a simple, easy, convenient way for people at a glance to be able to get an idea of whether a food is healthy or not and, and to have it come from a trusted source that is basing it on research and, and a reputable source would be a really great thing for people to be able to just have a quick glance and to decide what they wanted. Now, the challenge with this is that, one, it needs to be totally free of industry influence. Now, whether or not the five-star rating, that is the case. There's certainly, I think, amongst people in the general population concern that it may not be. I think that more independent research is needed. So we need to make sure that the source of our research, the source of our information for creating these ratings um, doesn't come from industry-funded studies because we know that that can have a big impact on the research. It also needs to be based on the most up-to-date research, and that doesn't always seem to be the case. I mean, we're still demonizing saturated fat as one example that seemingly is well out of date in terms of the research, but is continually being hounded whenever we talk about these sort of rating systems. 
I also think there needs to be an inherent bias towards real food, organic food and whole ingredients wherever possible when we're using these systems. Um, now, obviously, we're talking about packaged foods, so it's not always going to be real and whole foods, but we do need to make a consideration that something grown in nature, something that's been consumed for thousands, maybe even millions of years, should get a higher rating than something you know, produced recently in a laboratory where we really have much less of an idea of the effect that's having on people, particularly over time. So, you know, I think that really needs to be taken into consideration. So my final statement on this is that I think creating a health star rating system is a good idea, but I think it can be done a lot better. I think we really need to make sure that the organizations producing these rating systems and the rating systems themselves and the research being done to support it needs to be independent I think it needs to be biased towards real whole foods. And I think then we get a much better result from this sort of a system. So in the meantime, in the absence of a better system, I think it's really important that we do take matters into our own hands. It is really dependent on everyone to take the time to make the effort to read the ingredients labels on the food that you're consuming, to consider the nutritional information on the pack, and to make really wise choices for yourself about what you think are the best and the healthiest foods for you and for your family to consume, not relying on any particular health rating system and particularly not relying on any health claims on the packaging. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.